Welcome to Faith Tabernacle Sermons Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Stevens. This week, Senior Pastor Randy Snow delivers a sermon entitled, Let's Pray. Pastor Snow encourages the church to pray specifically for the sick, the nation, one another, and the harvest. Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. The scripture says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they was all filled with anxiety. Oh, they was all filled with fear. No, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. When did it happen? And when they had prayed. When they had prayed, the place was shaken. Father, we pray you'd add your blessing to the word tonight, Lord, that you've laid upon my heart to share, minister and move by your grace and your power for your glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. God bless you as you're seated. In Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost has fallen. And as the Holy Ghost has fallen... They're filled. They go out into the street. It spills from the upper room down into the street. They hear them praising God in their language, and Pentecost has taken place. Pastor Tim started today at the Bible school there in Neosho, said they had a great day today in the college, the whole school has come together and studying for the next few days on the practice, the power, the potential, the ability, the meaning, the purpose of the Spirit of God that was given to us as the church. My prayer is that the Lord in these last days in fulfillment to his word would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. My heart's cry is that the Lord would send a mighty revival. We need revival. We must have revival. Wilt thou not revive us again in the midst of the years when the evil days draw nigh? If you're not aware, we are living in evil days. I do believe that God knows exactly where we are and what is taking place. I do not believe he is nervous. I don't believe that God is unaware of what's happening in America. My concern is for this body of believers to the saints which are at Faith Tabernacle. My heart's cry is that God would refresh and revive and restore and in this second month already of this brand new year, I wanted to preach to you tonight on Let's Pray. The Bible said in Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, uh, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken. You'll find that the early church had just faced a great outpouring the day of Pentecost has taken place. They've moved from the upper room in fear where they've been in fear. They've got the dresser pushed up by the door. They're hiding. They're anxious. They're fearful for their life. 
When all of a sudden the Holy Ghost fell, they spilled out of the upper room. But the world doesn't like it, and so persecution takes place. I believe the reason why persecution took place is because God knew that all they would do is stay in Jerusalem. And so when persecution took place, they began to move out of there into Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts, and they began to take the power and the presence of God with them. And what the enemy meant to destroy them with, God brought revival. Y'all ain't going to help me preach, but I'm going to anyway. The word pray is mentioned 306 times. The word prayer is 107 times in the scripture. I believe there's something about the people of God when they begin to pray. If we would pray, uh, if you haven't got started, you ought to be reading the word of God and you ought to be praying more now than you've ever prayed. There's five different things that I want to look at tonight as we look to the Lord and let's pray. The first thing I want to tell you is I believe we ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. It is a privilege to pray and I am thankful that we have the opportunity to boldly approach the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in time of trouble and need. So before we do anything else, we ought to give God thanks that we have the opportunity to come into the presence of an almighty God and to pray. We are not calling out to some idol tonight. We are not praying to some dead God. We're not doing something out of tradition. But I am thankful that the house of God is open and that we can come into his house and bring our petitions and bombard the throne room of God in prayer. What a privilege it is to pray. I love the song that the brooks sing, I know what prayer can do. Because I've seen what prayer can do. I'm here tonight because of what prayer can do. Prayer can change. It can move the mountain. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 13 said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. Isaiah chapter 56 and verse 7. Isaiah even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offering and their sacrifice shall be accepted upon mine altar, for mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Oh, we've not just gathered. If, if you thought you was coming to Brother Snow's house, you're, you're, you're strongly mistaken, and I'm sorry to inform you. This is not my house. This is God's house. Uh, this is not the people's house. This is God's house. This is where his presence is. And we have gathered in his name. And we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And he's the one that's in control. I said he's the one that's in control. If anybody else is in control, then we're in trouble. But you've gathered in the house of God. This is God's house. I believe that you're going to stand before God. I believe the greatest camera was not the Canon. Or I know we pay big money for some of these cameras in here tonight. I got news for you. There's a camera that's operating in heaven that's watching your life, that knows every deed, every word. I'm telling you, I believe when we stand before God, long before the days of recording, there was a track that came out by Chick Track. And it said, this was your life. And it went back when he stood before God and it played the scenario and the scenes and all of those things that he did. I'm telling you, I believe that when we stand before God, that God is going to show us that we had opportunity in the house of God. But what we did with the opportunities when we was in the presence and the power of God in his house. You're in the house of God tonight. There ought to be conviction in the house of God. Well, glory. A friend of mine that I dealt with here in this town was a doctor. 
Made good money, had a big house. He'd call me over there and I'd sit in his living room and talked with him many times. Fell on hard times and fell in a very depressed state. While I was visiting with him, I told him, I said, you need to pray through getting the house of God. He came. He came to the house of God. But he made the mistake of bringing his girlfriend with him. Came in on a Sunday morning. They sat there in the service. Conviction fell. She got under conviction. She got up when they left. Instead of going out to eat and going back to their home to shack up together, she left and went home. Said, I ain't doing that no more. He called me again, mad again, upset. Said, you just tore up us, you just tore us all apart. I said, I didn't tear you apart. If you want to make heaven friend, you got to do what's right. And you ought to hear the truth when you get to the house of God. And the house of God ought to convict us when we're wrong. I'm thankful for the privilege of prayer when I gather in the house of the Lord, when we come into the place of the holy mountain. It ought to be a place of joy when we gather in the house of prayer. I found salvation in the house of the Lord. I find help in the house of the Lord. I find that there's a God in heaven who knows exactly where I'm at. Psalmist said I was overwhelmed. I thought my enemies was going to overtake me. But when I got into the sanctuary, I felt the presence of the Lord. And then I realized what their end was going to be. And I left rejoicing. Hallelujah. Let's pray. We're in the house of God. I said we're in the house of God. The house of God's a place of prayer. Can I go ahead and preach to you on a Wednesday night? If there's ever been a time we need to pray, it's 2021. If there's ever been a time that the enemy is doing everything he can to destroy, it's this day and hour in which we're living in. Would somebody pray? I told you the other day about Todd Baker floating down that river trying to fish instead of paddle. That's the only time I ever took him out in a boat. Have you ever been in a boat or a canoe or somewhere and you just fighting the current and the people that was there with you was just talking, they wouldn't put their paddle in the water? I mean, it's horrible when you're the only one paddling and you got a whole boatload of people. What would happen if everybody put their spiritual oar in the water? What would happen if everybody began to pray and seek the face of God? Come on now. What would happen if we got out to business in the house of God? I mean, when the backslider came in, the house of God was so full of conviction that they ran to the altar and they fell over the altar in prayer and they cried out to God, listen, friend, I'm thankful for the house of prayer. I'm thankful for the house of God. I'm telling you, friend, it ought to be a place of prayer. Salvation takes place. There's power in prayer. There's power in prayer. Hudson Taylor was called of God to be a missionary. He's on his way. He's headed to China. And on the way, there's no wind. That day the big ships are completely manipulated by the wind. They began to drift toward an island. The captain called everybody on deck, said, men, we're in trouble. They pulled the sails completely down. They said, there's nothing we can do. And you see that island over there? It is nothing but cannibals. And if we hit that island, they will eat us. They will destroy us. There's something got to take place. You fellas need to pray. Hudson Taylor said he called out if there was any Christians. There was three other men. He said, we've done, the captain said, we've done all we can do. Hudson Taylor said these words. We haven't done anything yet. 
Let us four men go down to our cabin and let us begin to pray. Hudson Taylor said he got down into his cabin and soon as he prayed, God spoke to him to run back up and talk to the captain. He ran back up on the top deck and he said, set the sails, raise the sails. And the captain said, why in the world would I raise the sails? There's no wind. And he said, you see that island, sir? He said, those fires that are being built are being built for us. And Hudson Taylor's looked at him and said, sir, captain, lift up the sails. For God has told me when we lift up the sails that he'll send the wind. Hallelujah. They lifted up the sails and a wind blew and turned them. I'm telling you, there's things that we must do by faith. Somebody's got to lift up a sail and say, I'm going to believe God. Even when I don't feel the wind, I've got to do my part in faith and prayer. Set the sails. There's a, there's a wind that's coming. I'm thankful for the house of God, a place of prayer. We're going to pray tonight. We're going to pray for the sick. Why? Because James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15 says, if, Is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, somebody was talking to me the other day and said, we need this. We need new lights. We need this. Couldn't we get some more PA system? Couldn't we get some better cameras? What we don't need is more equipment. I'm tell you, you're going to shout with me or stand up and leave one. I'm telling you, our greatest need is not better cameras. Our greatest need is for some men and women that will get out on their face before God and become mighty men and women of God in prayer so that when they pray mountains move so that when they pray conviction falls so that when they get out to pray that the voice of God is heard and that conviction falls on the unbeliever because they prayed we've got more studies on prayer more books on prayer but do we pray? I'm waiting on somebody to pray. Let's pray. 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 Sister Katrina, when did you get sick? When did you come down with this? April 21st last year, and the doctors told you six months. But somebody prayed. If y'all can't do any better than that, just go ahead and shut her down and go home. I said, but somebody prayed. I'm feeling better about this message all the time. I said, but somebody prayed. 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 Sunday, I saw her husband here, smiling, both services, standing in the altar, and Brother Johnson come down to pray for him. Y'all ain't going to help me preach tonight. I believe in prayer. I said, I believe in prayer. There are testimonies in this house because somebody touched the throne room of God. I'm telling you, every single individual in here, you'd be dead and in a devil's hell had it not been for the grace and the mercies of God which are renewed each morning. Somebody touched heaven for you and it's your obligation and mine to get out of business for the king and to pray. Prayer for the sick. We're going to believe the Lord to completely raise Sister Katrina up as a testimony of the faithfulness of God. I was talking with Sister Brittany today. Joshua is a miracle, but I am ready to see the Lord begin to work 
in the miraculous. Hallelujah. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you why I believe that, because in a few days on Wednesday night, I will not be here, because on the 17th of this month, should the Lord tarry, I will be eating a cheeseburger. I know you're not supposed to eat those, but I'll be eating one with a man who will be turning 80, who five years ago was told he would never live through his brain injury, especially at the age of 75. But I know what prayer can do. I said, I know what prayer can do. Y'all don't want to help me preach tonight, but I'm going to go ahead anyway. I said, I know what prayer can do. And I know that he's no respecter of person. And what God did for one, he can do for another. If somebody would get down to business and pray, our greatest need is for men and women of God to hit their face, to get down in their prayer closet and begin to pray. Brother Edwards is in the hospital tonight. He is battling pneumonia in his lungs. We want to pray for him. We're going to pray for Josh Lacey. We're going to pray for Sister Monica Morris. We're going to pray for Brother Mark Allen. We're going to pray for Sister Jean South. We're going to pray right now for these that are sick. And if you know of somebody that is sick, I want you to stand. If you know somebody that's sick, I want you to stand. I want us to pray for Brother uh, John. I want us to pray that God would touch him. Hallelujah. Now, here's what we're going to do. Do you believe that God can heal? That was a little weak. I said, do you believe that God can heal? There was a man came to Jesus, Bartimaeus. They cried out the louder, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy. Brother Snow, I'm afraid. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed what somebody might think. I'm telling you, if somebody would get desperate for God and reach out in faith, I believe you can still touch the hem of his garment. Right now, we're going to pray for the sick. Father, in the name of Jesus, for the glory of God, I'm believing you right now to come down in that room. I'm believing you, Lord, to touch Brother Edwards right now by your strength and by your power and by the time that we gather together again there'll be a testimony of the healing power of God to these lungs. Touch Brother James good. I pray Lord you touch Sister Morris tonight Lord right now standing on the promises of your word. I'm believing you Lord. Touch Sister South Lord. I'm believing you to touch Katrina right now in the name that's above every name. You told us we read your word and we're standing on your promises that are yea and amen to them that believe. We've not come tonight, Lord, just to go through a form. We are not bound by some tradition, but we come standing on the authority of the Word of God, knowing that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We are believing you as a testimony of your faithfulness in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done. I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. And I rebuke this cancer in the name of the Lord. I'm believing you, Lord, for a complete recovery. I'm believing you, Lord, that men and women would come to the knowledge and the salvation of the resurrected Savior because of the power that is in her life, Lord, through the healing virtues of heaven. Granted now in the name of Jesus, that name which is above every name. I'm believing you, Lord, for the glory of God is a testimony of your faithfulness. Bring healing in the name of the Lord those stripes it was taken upon your back for our healing and with your stripes we are healed Lord it's not a maybe it's not a happen chance but we've come to take authority we've come to claim the precious blood that was shed that still avails tonight in 2021 you said these signs shall follow them that believe in my name and we're believing you Lord Lord, we believe in you tonight, Lord. Bring healing in the name of the Lord. Let faith arise in this house. Be it unto them according to their faith in you. Grant it, O oh God. Grant it, O oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> ask. Ask. 
Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Nine-year-old Patrick, in his school days, he was wanting a watch because everybody had a watch. He didn't have a watch. He asked mom and dad for a watch. They said, Patrick, we'd like to see you get into your Bible and pray and read God. Pray and read your Bible and ask God for a watch. He got down and he began to pray. A week later, he come back and said, Mom, Dad, I've been reading my Bible and praying. I'd like to have a watch. They said, Patrick, we'd like for you to really keep reading your Bible, praying, seeking God. I really want to watch. Keep reading your Bible and keep praying. He did that for a month. He sat down at the dinner table before supper. And when he sat down, he said, Daddy, can I pray? He said, yes, sir, son, you can pray. I'd be good for you to pray. He said, I'd like to quote Mark chapter 13 and verse 37. His dad said, quote it, son. And he said, and what I say unto you all, watch and pray. I'm telling you, the next day, his dad was so overwhelmed, he went by the store and he bought him a watch. I'm telling you, friend, somebody needs to come before the throne room of God. You ain't hearing me tonight. I said you need to come before him and ask. Glory to God. Do your part and see what God will do. I said there's a God in heaven who wants to show up in 2021 and do great exploits for the people of God. We need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for our nation. Thirdly, 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. If my people, read it with me, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. I don't have time to preach all this to you. There's four things that are given there to us before the healing of the land takes place. I believe if we can meet these prerequisites that God is able to bring a healing to the United States of America. I believe that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. Friend, I'm telling you, this world is turned upside down. This world has no concept of what the truth is. And the Bible is getting pushed further and further away. And Christianity is getting pushed further and further down the door and outside. And we become the minority. But I believe there's still a God in heaven. And I believe we've still been given a commandment to pray for our nation. We've still been given a commandment to pray for the leadership. We've still been given a commandment to be light and to be salt and to be an example in 2021. Don't you turn your back now, friend. Get out on your knees and begin to pray. I thank God for the governor of Texas. Yes, that's right, I'm a Greg Abbott fan. When a man stands up and says, I'm ready to make a law that the church cannot be put in a place. It must be an authority. It must be an essential. It must be. And when men stand, I know I'm not saying anybody's perfect, but I understand somebody when I talk to him personally on the phone and I heard him say that the church house is the most important house in the state of Texas. I'm telling you, friend, you can shut out everything, but the church must prevail. You're not supposed to mix politics. I'm not talking politics. Our nation is in trouble. Psalms 9 and 17. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Oh, I can't believe he's saying that. I'm reading to you the scripture. We need to pray for our nation. Repentance. And repentance must begin at the house of God. 
It must begin in our life. It must begin with you and with me. We need to pray for our nation. Fourthly, we need to pray for the church. We need to pray one for another. Fifty-three times in the scripture the word one another is used. You've heard me say multiple, multiple times there was three institutions that God ordained. In the beginning, the first institution was the family. God instituted the family. In case you're not aware, the family is under attack. Ding, 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 ding. The family is under attack. God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. He put them together in the garden, and he instituted the family. That was the first, that was the first institution. But we are living in a society today that is downgrading the institution of the first institution that God created in the family. The second institution that God created was the government. In the book of Leviticus, God created government. And the third institution that God created in the book of Acts was the church. He established the church. God instituted and created those three governing, established, constitutional bodies. And the church is here, a nation survives because of strong churches. Why is the nation in trouble? Because the church is so dysfunctional. Why is the church so dysfunctional? Because the basis, what was established in Genesis, has been demoralized and torn apart. So the family's been broken up and splintered into a thousand pieces. So you have... Broken families, destroyed, dysfunctional families, trying to establish strong churches. No wonder the nation is in the state that it's in. So what must we do? We must pray for the basics. We must pray for the foundation. We're going to pray for the church. And in the church, we're going to pray one for another and the family. Because you, don't, you may not realize it, but we are under an attack from hell as individuals. And the enemy's doing everything he can to destroy the church. How does he do that? He comes against you. He comes against me. Landon thinks Sister Tanya's against him. And he gets mad. No, he said, no, I don't. She says, ride to church. <laughs> the enemy will work on Landon he'll work on Brother Lane he'll work on Brother Mike I don't care how long you've been in the church I don't care how much Bible you know it can be your brother Ryan in a tanner yes I see that hand the enemy will do everything he can to destroy you know how many times I sit down and I deal with individuals that at one time loved each other, stood together, fought together, and now in a very great time of loss at a family death, and they can't even speak to each other. They can't even function. Because of sin. The enemy comes to divide, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I'm under attack. My family is under attack. Faith Tabernacle is under attack. So what do we got to do? We got to pray. What do we do when the enemy comes against us? What did, what did Galatians chapter 5 and verse 15 say? Paul wrote to the Galatians, he said, But if we bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. Cannibalism. And you don't literally have to take a bite. But you can, you can take a bite out of people. 
Man, what, what, what is, oh, brother, I wish you'd get back to preaching. Okay, I will. Ephesians 6 and 12. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Come on now, Sister Martin. Brother Martin's not your problem. No. Huh? He's smiling, so I, I don't think he is. Come on now. That man beside, he's not, that girl is not, oh, if I could just got there, you, what? That we understand that we are fighting not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. And the enemy is doing his best to deceive and to destroy. But I ain't going to give in to the enemy. I said I'm not going to give in to the enemy because he's trying to destroy me. He's trying to destroy my family. He's trying to destroy the church. And I'm not going to let it happen. Danny Moore used to, he was a lifeguard at the pool. And I'll always remember him at Camp Penile. He'd say, now there's no throwing anybody in the pool because you don't know if they can swim or not. Because you know how boys are. Maybe you don't. But boys, just they just like to push and shove, and, and especially around the pool. And so every year he'd reach back here, and he could do it so good he'd get a hold of his collar, and he'd say, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. And he'd go right down to the deep end and just pull it and he'd flip and throw himself in. I'll never forget in the camp one year, one of the guys that was down there seeing him, he got up and preached that night about determination. And he said, sometimes you just need to reach back here and say, come on, self. We're going to do what's right. We're headed in the right direction. I don't want to. Well, come on, come on, come on. Pray. When the enemy comes against you, pray. Y'all, pray. Our text says it increase our faith. Increase our faith. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now who I believe in, who I stand for. I believe God. I believe his word. And I'm fighting for the church. I'm fighting I'm fighting for the church. That's who I'm fighting for. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm just silly enough to believe God and His Word. I believe in the right in the middle of a drought, He can send a flood. I believe right in the middle when people were so overwhelmed and such anxiety and the world's turned upside down that God can send a revival that just turns Denton County upside down. Well, I heard something made me proud of Denton County the other day. It said Denton County's setting a record mark for the nation because they're going to give out 30,000 vaccinations in three days, lined them up over at the racetrack. 16 lines. Nobody screaming or hotting, fighting or hollering. I don't know if that's true. But they set up and there's going to be an example to the nation how to give them the, the vaccination. Woo, Denton County. Hey, what I thought of. I said, Lord, wouldn't you like Denton County to be the example before the world of a revival? Wouldn't you like people to show up four hours early and be standing outside just to get in here because they knew we was having revival and the power of God was falling and the lame was walking and the people was getting prayed through. Hallelujah. And lives was being restored. And hallelujah. The crooked was being made straight. And hey, wouldn't you like to see an old-fashioned heaven sin Holy Ghost revival? Well, I'm just silly enough, Sister Sprayberry, to believe the same God that brought it when I was a child as a six-week revival is able to do it again. Hallelujah. Old Scottish preacher, Dr. Guthrie, was preaching, whereas that had six months of no 
rain. He said, tonight, when we gather, we're not going to do anything but gather and pray for rain. Eight-year-old Mary showed up in black rubber boots and had an umbrella. When she walked into church with her mother, who was about half backward and shy because Mary had on rubber boots and an umbrella, but she was so glad because when they got out to pray, the clouds began to roll in and the thunder came across the sky and rain began to fall and Mary was the only one that got to walk home with her feet dry and her clothes dry because she came in faith believing that God would do what they was going to ask him to do. What would happen if the church would get out and pray? Pray. Lastly, 51 times we need to pray for the harvest. Bobby, come and help me. Joel chapter 1, verses 10 through 20. The field is wasted, the land mourneth, for the corn is wasted, the new wine is dried up, the oil languisheth. Be ashamed, O ye husband, howl, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languisheth, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Gird yourselves and lament, ye priest. How? He ministers of the altar. Come lie all night in sackcloth, ye ministers of my God. For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholden from the house of your God. Sanctify ye a fast. Call a solemn assembly. How many in the next? I'm going to just say the month of February. How many of you? take some time and fast and believe for revival we've been doing it for years we kind of got away from it but every service before every service 30 minutes before every service we meet in there we pray I'd like to hear the elders I'd like to hear an assembly calling on God <laughs> oh, y'all don't y'all don't gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord in his hand is at hand, and as the destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Is not the meat cut off before your eyes? Yea, joy and gladness from the house of our God. The seed is rotten under their clods. The garners are laid desolate. The barns are broken down, for the corn is withered. How do the beasts groan? The herds of cattle are perplexed. Because they have no pasture. Yea, the flocks of sheep are made desolate. Oh, Lord, to thee will I cry. For the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness, and the flame hath burned all the trees of the field. The beasts of the field cry also unto thee. For the rivers of water dried up, and the fire hath devoured the pastures of the wilderness. Now let's go to Joel chapter 3. Put ye in the sickle. For the harvest is ripe. Come, get ye down, for the press is full. The fats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. For a harvest. I don't want to miss the harvest. Harvest. 
Right now, with everything that's happening and going on around us, we could miss the harvest. But put the sickle in. We were said last night, we was at the Subway, eat fresh. And I got me a ham and cheese sandwich. And I told the guy, I said, Hey, I like this music you're playing. He's playing Christian music. And he said, Thank you, sir. I play it all the time. I said, I like it. He said, Bless you, brother. Bless you, brother. He knew just by me complimenting his music. Huh? Why did God put you here right now? Why did he give you everything that you have so you could be involved in the harvest? He hears us when we pray. He is able to move if we'd fast and pray. I believe God's able to save. I believe He's able to provide. I've talked to some that are on their way. Don't give up. Some that you've been praying for are about to come through those doors. Oh, my, I, I felt a one-man revival just jump up on my soul right then. Hallelujah. The enemy's fighting with everything he can. But I'm believing God's going to turn some things around. Hallelujah. God is speaking to us. God is speaking to us. I believe there's going to be individuals that you're going to give an account for. And see, God is working right now. Hallelujah. When you can't even see it. He's working right now when you don't see it. You've prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and it seemed like the heavens are brass and you're about to give up. Sister Helen Rosevere was a missionary in Zaire. She was running a clinic and helping the poor in her neighborhood. A mother came to her in her little orphanage and she was great with child and had a five-year-old daughter. She brought that child into the world prematurely. The mother had complications and she died. The baby needed extra attention And Sister Helen said she knew that she needed a water bottle. And she didn't have one. A hot water bottle to help that baby stay warm. 
And she gathered the children together. And she said, this baby must have a hot water bottle. There's no way we can get one. We must pray. And she looked at one of the little girls in the orphanage and said, could you lead us in prayer? They said, the little girl said, God, we need a hot water bottle and we need it today. And I'm going to ask you when you bring the hot water bottle, bring a little doll for this five-year-old girl that's lost her mama so she won't be alone. Sister Helen said she cried and thought how sweet of that little girl to pray. And they got up from their little circle of prayer and there was a knock at the door. And there was a delivery, a big box that had been shipped to her from England. Five months and four days prior, she cut open the box, and you know what was laying on top? A hot water bottle. Helen began to cry. She said, God has answered our prayer. And five months ago, a ladies' group in England prayed over this box and sent some some cookies and some clothes and they sent a hot water bottle. She said she forgot that little girl over there throwing them clothes out. She said, honey, what are you doing? She said, if God put a hot water bottle in here, I know there's a doll in here somewhere. And when she got down to the bottom, there was a little blonde-headed doll. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, friend, long before you know it, God is working behind the scenes and He's getting ready and He's making a way. It's up to you and I to pray. Would you stand with me tonight? I'd like for us to come and gather in this altar. I want you to find your place a prayer and I want you to pray hallelujah would you pray would you pray hallelujah would you not pray with me hallelujah glory 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 we hope and pray that this sermon has been a blessing to you. If you would like to know more about Faith Tabernacle or give to this ministry, you may do so by going to ftdenton.com. Thank you so much for your support. If you would, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you so much, and God bless.